Welcome to the People of Packaging podcast, where we introduce people to the world of packaging and the people of packaging to the world. Here are your hosts, Adam Peek and Ted Tate. So before we get into this next episode of the People of Packaging podcast with Fabian Thibault from Millipour Sigma, I got to give a huge shout out and just again, another um, huge amount of appreciation to Doxalent for their support of this podcast. Um, Doxalent has this incredible new technology called Ensure that will help you to level up your packaging specification management game. So please, please, please go to www.peopleofpackaging.com. First name, last name, email address. You get your free ebook. You support the podcast. It would be, uh, it would just mean so much to Ted and myself if you would do that. This interview with Fabian, uh, with Fabian from Millipore Sigma, it was incredible. We talk about uh, French uh, football or soccer, uh, champagne, and uh, sustainable packaging. What they're doing there with their Smash Packaging program is unbelievable. You should definitely connect with him on LinkedIn, uh, and you should. Uh, there'll be a link as well to the Smash Packaging thing. If you are into sustainable packaging at all, you've got to see what they're doing there. It is. It's powerful. Uh, they're holding themselves accountable. It's great stuff. So let's get to this interview with Fabian Thibault. All right, everybody. Thanks uh, for joining us on another episode. Uh, We have gone international in this season of the People of Packaging podcast, and it is not stopping uh, in the foreseeable future. It's been cool. So appreciate all the listeners across the globe. um, And we're just ecstatic to keep talking about packaging and sharing about cool stuff that's going on. And I'm sure that you're going to find this conversation super fascinating and enlightening. So I am joined by Fabian Thibault. He is the Global Manager of Product and Packaging Sustainability for Millipore Sigma. And he is joining me from France, right? Yes, exactly, Adam. All right. What part of France are you in? Um, Currently, I am based in Alsace. So it is uh, northeast of France. Uh, close to a city that is called Strasbourg, uh, really close to the German border. But uh, I originally come from uh, the Champagne region, uh, from a, a city that is called Reims. Got it, got it. That's in, and the you can only drink Champagne, right, from the Champagne region. That's the only. Well, uh, you, uh, you, you can, yeah, you can drink champagne uh, in other region, but uh, the champagne will always come from. It comes from, the, yeah. It comes from the champagne region, exactly. Right, yeah. right, yeah. You can't call it champagne if it does not originate from the champagne region. I, I, yeah. I remember something like that. Yeah, it's true. Uh, we um, uh, in Alsace, where I live, we have uh, what we call sparkling wine. It's similar to champagne. It's not as good as champagne, but uh, yeah, we, we cannot call it champagne. It's sparkling wine. In French, we say crément. Um, yeah, so. Very good. Well, I have to connect you up with um, 
Santiago Navarro, uh, who I just uh, had on the podcast recently, and he has a a new wine bottle. And you guys just might be interested in connecting up and being packaging nerds together. But he has a new uh, wine bottle that he came out with, yeah. or that Garcon Good. Wines came out with. That's it's really fascinating for uh, sustainability initiatives. So. Okay. Um, remind me to connect you up when, when this is over, but that's my favorite part about the podcast is taking different guests and connecting them up and making sure that we keep kind of pushing forward. So, um, so you're, you're in the, you've been in this role at Millipore Sigma as a global manager of product and packaging sustainability, but, um, how did, what was your path like to get there. I, I think that there's a lot of people, we have a lot of younger people who listen to the podcast who are, you know, just wondering how does somebody get into this large organization and get into this cool, exciting, innovative position? Um, what was that, what was that journey been like for you um, into this role? Yeah, originally, I, um, I started as a packaging engineer uh, in the industry. Uh, it was in 2005, but um, even um, about that, I, I think I was not really programmed to to become a packaging guy. Um, I, I grew up with my, my parents and they were, I mean, not at all in the packaging uh, industry. My, my mother was a secretary. My father was working in the construction area. And... Uh, when I was young, I, I think as many uh, French children and uh, many child, children in Europe, I wanted to become a, a football professional. So, um, uh, so that was my dream. Uh, unfortunately, I, I understood quite quickly that I would not become the new Zidane <laughs> or the new Mbappé. Uh, which if you if you follow uh, football, you you should oh, yeah. know his name. Um, now wasn't it yeah. wasn't it Zidane who uh, he had the infamous headbutt, if I recall? Oh, can you repeat that? Didn't uh, wasn't it Zinedine Zidane who uh, he headbutted somebody in the like the World oh, Cup yeah. finals or something? Yeah, that... it was in yeah two thousand oh six. Yeah, it was, was a dramatic day. <laughs> was that against Italy? If, am I? I'm trying to remember. Yeah, it was against Italy. It was the final, uh, World yeah. Cup final. And uh, it was, uh, I think it was his last game. And so it was a, really a bad way to, to end way to uh, his career. <laughs> but, and, we, we, and we lost after that. So it was really yeah. bad. <laughs> I, sorry for bringing up those bad memories. Is he, he's a coach though, isn't he? Yeah, he's a coach of um, uh, Real Madrid. In That's Spain. right. That's right. Yeah. They're okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> no, no, it's it's a great team. Yeah, yeah. And he's a great coach as well. Great player, great coach. Yeah, and Mbappe is just he's he's unbelievable. So, so you did not you did not achieve legendary status uh, on the on the French football team. And for you know for my for my U.S. listeners, uh, he's not referencing the Brett Favre, uh, you know, Patrick Mahomes uh, throwing of the football. He's he's talking about soccer so just making sure that everybody understands the I, I think everybody knows that now but um, or yeah. I'm assuming you weren't you weren't aspiring you weren't watching national football games in America wanting to be a star quarterback maybe uh, <laughs> yeah 
<laughs> maybe but, one of those days. Okay, so yeah. you so your 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 uh, professional football dreams uh, go away. And um, sorry to I just was was intrigued if I recalled the uh, my my Zinedine Zidane history, which is not much, but. Um, <laughs> So you, so you leave those behind and then, um, you know, yeah, somehow but, you get into packaging. So let's fill in those gaps. Yeah. And in fact, I, I mean, at school, I, I liked science, uh, but I, I didn't really have um, any, any specific plan in mind. Uh, so uh, I, I like science. So uh, uh, after high school, I studied um, uh, physics and chemistry for two years. And um and, and during that time, I had the opportunity to, uh, to visit some um, exhibition dedicated to higher education. And I also had the opportunity to visit uh, some engineering schools. And I notably had the chance to visit one school that was dedicated to packaging. At that time, it was the only school in France, and I think also in Europe, from which you could get an engineering degree in packaging. So um, basically this visit was really a key moment to me. Uh, I remember that during the visit, I was really excited by what I, what I saw and what I heard. Um, because, you know, when, when you are not part of the, when you are not part of the packaging industry, you know, you are kind of a teenager. Uh, you don't really think about the, packaging of a product, except maybe when you have um, an issue with it, mm -hmm. like uh, if there is too much packaging or if it's difficult to open or maybe it's, if the product is broken. So for me, it was really instructive uh, to, to learn about all the functions of packaging uh, from protection to communication to ease of use and, and many other um, functions. Uh, and I was also fascinated by the diversity of packaging materials and techniques and the related variety of jobs in packaging. Yeah. And last, yeah. And last but not least, I, um, at that time, and I think it's, it's still the case today, but at that time, packaging was really a growing area in France. And the school representative told us that all the students were getting several jobs offer when they graduated. And um, so originally I, I thought that I would go to a chemical engineering school, uh, but this visit typically uh, changed my mind. Uh, so I, I decided to apply for this school. I, I was accepted and, and it was the beginning of my packaging life, basically. Yeah, and you know, you're so right on in terms of, you know, if you just follow like population growth in, in the world really, but you know, in, in sort of the, the EU and US areas where the need to distribute healthcare in your case and food and personal care and things like that is just growing and growing and growing at, at a very rapid rate. And so the amount of packaging jobs that are open in, in both markets, in the U.S. and in the EU market, and, and also in, uh, well, it's really globally. I mean, Africa is exploding. South America is exploding. Um, there's not really an area of the world where population is declining. And so, um, well, obviously, Asia population growth is, is huge. So 
you know, this, this idea that packaging is going to go away is, is silly. And, and I tell people all the time, young people going into college, just take a look at it. You know, it's a great industry. It's vibrant. It's innovative. You solve cool problems. You're not, you know, I think people think of it like the shipping box and you're like, oh no, but there's just so much more. Even a shipping box is, can be really exciting and fun. So, um, yeah, that's, that's awesome that you were able to find that out. And, and did you start, was this kind of your first job, this first company with, uh, with Millipore Sigma? Is that where you got your first launch into the industry after your studies? Yeah, exactly. It's, it's where I started. Uh, so I, I moved to, uh, to Alsace uh, to, to start this job. Uh, so it was in 2005, uh, already 15 years ago. Uh, and I started as a packaging engineer in research and development. I, I, for about 10 years, I was in charge of the development of packaging for our new products. Okay. And, and then for the last five years, you've been, you've had, you have one of the coolest titles, by the way, that I've, I've had on an interview, um, global manager of product and packaging sustainability. Um, and you've been doing that for about five or six years, correct? Yes, exactly. Awesome. Well, I want to ask you about your current LinkedIn banner. Now, I don't know if this will be current when the episode airs, but as of right now, you have a, it's almost like a superhero look about you. And it says the sustainables. And I think it's fantastic. So is this, are, are these actual, is this a group of people that you work with and you had a almost like a, an illustrator come in and make this. And what's this story about? I, I'm like, I'm so excited that somebody did this, you know, a company would do this. And, and are you, and are you leading them? Is that what's going on here? Are you like the, the, uh, the, the leader of the sustainables fighting against the injustice of unsustainability? What's going on with this? This is really cool. Yeah, it's not, it's not exactly that. I, I, I don't lead these people. Um, in fact, okay. uh, we, we all, all the people you see on this banner and, and I hope that the listener will, will have a look just to understand uh, what we are talking about. Yeah. But, uh, the people who are in, in this image, we all have, uh, our own banner, you know, where we, we are, uh, in the middle of, of the picture. Oh, got it. Uh, okay. Yes. And, Typically, I, I don't work directly with these people, but all these people are employees from Millipore Sigma uh, who are involved uh, in great sustainability projects across the, the company. And um, uh, there has been a, a campaign developed that is called the Sustainables to, to promote the, I would say, the cool work that we do uh, at Millipore Sigma to uh, increase uh, sustainability uh, across the organization. And, so and are, they, are they are they across the globe? Then all of the all of the people that I'm looking at. Yes, they, they are uh, located at, at various places. And and if you if you go to the website, you you will see um, uh, there is a. Um, some uh, features around that. Uh, there is uh, uh, some animations. Uh, there will be um, quite cool materials around the around the campaign to uh, to promote what we do. 
Awesome. What about a full length movie where you're like jumping out of a, you know, a, a, a building saving the rainforest? Is that, <laughs> no, I, we're not going to do that? Uh, no, I won't do that. But th there is a, a kind of a, a quick uh, video, uh, kind of an illustration of uh, several topics that are covered by the campaign and uh, which basically explains different areas where we are improving uh, on sustainability issues. And, and personally, for my part, it's about packaging. Okay, great. Oh, so everyone, so it's not, they're not all uh, in packaging necessarily. They're in, I think you said, there are various aspects of the organization that is focused on sustainability initiatives. Because of course, sustainability isn't only packaging. It's a big part of it, but there are a litany of, I mean, sustainability can become an overarching principle across every segment of a business, you know? Yeah, exactly. And, uh, and, and in sustainability, we, we, we talk about the life cycle of a product and, uh, and at each step of the life cycle of, of a product, including the packaging, uh, you can, uh, make a positive impact on sustainability. So it, uh, and at Millipore Sigma, we are um, really implementing a focus at each step of, a uh, focus on sustainability at each step of this product life cycle. That's why we, you have um, many sustainables. <laughs> Got it, that's cool. Well, let's, uh, let's transition into what I think is, is just one of, the coolest things that I've seen an organization do when it comes to sustainability with packaging. And that is your, the smash packaging initiative. Um, and why I think it's so cool. It, it's, uh, there are plenty of large companies like Millipore Sigma that are, are putting forth very public stances um, around sustainability, specifically around sustainability with packaging. What I've found and what I think is, is differentiating with what you have done is that you have, I mean, it is the most, from what I've been able to tell, and I might be corrected, it's the most comprehensive. Um, I mean, you put everything on this website and I'll make sure that I put a link um, in, the, in the show notes of the podcast, along with the link to your LinkedIn so they can see your banner. Um, and if you want to, we can link up all the other people in the sustainables, that's fine. But um, you know, when, when you go to this, if you're with, it's almost challenging to other companies to say, hey, don't just say, you know, we're, we're, we have sustainability goals for 2030. You're like, we have goals for 2022. And this is what our goals are. And this is how we're achieving them very, very specifically. Um, is that, is that your, you know, I'm guessing that you're a big part of putting this smash packaging plan together, correct? Yes, yes. I, yeah, we, of course I was not alone, but uh, yeah, it was really uh, an important uh, um, aspect for me uh, when I, when I joined, uh, so I joined this uh, group, so the sustainability group, which is now called the sustainability and social business innovation group uh, in 2015. Uh, and uh, so at, at that time, we, 
we had a specific and really important program in place that is called Design for Sustainability. Um, this program consists of a, of a process that is embedded in our product development process in order to ensure that our development teams take into account and minimize sustainability impacts of products during their development. Uh, this process is supported by a sustainability scorecard that consists of a list of product sustainability criteria that are divided into seven impact categories, one being packaging in order to drive improvement and measure sustainability characteristic of our new products. So at, at that time, it, and it always, uh, it's still the case today. So we, we have this important program in place uh, to really look at product sustainability. And, and we had at that time some specific packaging initiatives but um, we didn't have a global approach for, for packaging sustainability. And with my new role and uh, with my background in packaging development, it was really important to me to develop a more global approach to improve sustainability of our packaging across our entire organization while still meeting our performances uh, our performance requirements and our safety regulation, because it's really a, an important uh, prerequisite, of course. So, um, yeah. so I, I, I really started to work on, on the development of this global approach in 2017. Okay. And, and so that obviously took a few years to develop, um, you know, you launch it. Is this correct? I'm on the website right now. It says 200,000 plus products that you have to, that you're putting through this, this program. That's insane. Um, I'm sure you don't have, a, you don't have a dull day, um, over 500 <laughs> plus services. And then the industries that you're covering, um, you know, academic research, food and beverage, cosmetics, personal care, pharma, you know, all it's, it's so diverse in what you have to do. And yet, you've put it out there. You've put the, you've put the targets out there and then you've also simplified it. The brochure, which I highly recommend people go and check out the smash packaging brochure really distills it down to its essence uh, of the elements. So it's, I don't know, I, I guess I'm just, I'm, I'm kind of becoming a fan right now where I'm just saying, you know, you've done a great job of saying, this is really complex. Just so you're all, just so everyone knows it's really hard. And here are some ways that you can get started and challenging other brands to do it. Cause after all, it's, it's our globe we all live here as humanity. It's not, it's not just a corporate initiative. So um, I can imagine it took a long time to, to get this thing set up. Yes, exactly. It, it, it took more time that, than what I expected. Um, but uh, you made a good point that uh, we, uh, Mini Port Sigma is a large company. So we are a life science company with many sites, um, many, uh, many products and, and many customers. And so, um, so it took time to, to develop this plan. And, um, so we, we collaborated with, um, a, a U.S. sustainability consulting agency and we involved many internal stakeholders from packaging engineering from sourcing and from distribution uh, to to develop this plan uh, for 
for us, it was really important to involve these stakeholders early in the in the process mm -hmm. to really define the element of the plan uh, together. So, um, uh, so it's what we, we we did. So we so first we gathered uh, information, we gathered input from various sources. We we perform an analysis of our packaging with our uh, with our own teams uh, we had discussion with packaging experts uh, we reviewed best practices from the industry uh, we also conducted a customer survey uh, and from that we we were able to to define our key packaging pillars uh, which were the optimization of the resources the use of more sustainable materials and uh, the fact, uh, so this concept of designing for circular economy, mm -hmm. and and from that we we define four key goals, and we set specific targets for 2022 to drive improvement. Uh, these targets were, um, and it's where it's uh, to me it's really comprehensive, is that these targets were defined to address both the development of new product packaging and also the improvement of existing product and distribution packaging. So what we use when we ship products to, to our customers. And, uh, and, and, and from the initial draft uh, we, we had, uh, the, the initial draft of the plan, we had many discussions and exchanges with our key internal stakeholders. Uh, we took into account their inputs, their concerns, and we updated the content of the plan accordingly. And um, as explained, it took time, uh, but it was really an important step, um, an important step of the development process, because we wanted to make sure that our internal stakeholders were comfortable with the element of the plan and, and with the targets, notably, uh, so that they can commit to it and become real advocates for for the plan. Yeah. So um, yeah, it took it took basically one year and a half uh, between the definition and this alignment phase, and we officially launched the plan in April uh, 2019. Yeah, and and what's cool about it too is for those people who want to go and kind of click around on the site is that you have a, I love that you have the progress side of things where it's, you know, where, and, and you're, you're very honest with where you're at with your progress. It's not like it's, you know, everything's on track. Um, you know, you, you say some things that you're working on, you show some things that are behind schedule focus required. So um, it, it's awesome that there's a level of, outward facing accountability. We talk about the internal stakeholders, you know, they have to be bought in because you have to get the data from people. And then, but there's also an accountability that comes from saying, Hey, we're publishing this to on, on the internet. You know I mean? People, anybody can come in, you don't have to log in. Everybody can see how we're doing. Um, and that's, that's pretty cool. I, I do, um, because there's so much to talk about through this. Uh, I love the, you know, the shrink, the secure, the switch and the save. Um, I like alliterations. Uh, so that's helpful because it's, it's a good thing with the memory. I wanted to ask you about one thing in particular. Um, and we're, we're kind of coming up on at the end of the interview. Um, and this is, this always happens. I just end up running out of time because I get to talk to people who are smarter than me and are doing cool stuff. 
So how, when, when you guys are looking at this, and this has always been a question that I have on sustainability issues is how is it that you are balancing to what may seem to others as competing principles? So you have one, which is um, secure. So achieve zero deforestation. So there's been a big push towards paper-based packaging because of its end of life recyclability, but balancing that with, um, you know, with, with deforestation because trees are obviously the, one of the greatest sources, if not the greatest source of carbon pulling, you know, we have to cool our environments. We can't keep cutting down trees. How is it that at, you guys at Millipore Sigma are, are balancing both of those between the uh, achieving zero deforestation and then maximizing recycling? Um, what does that balance look like for, for you? Then maybe that's just a question that we're continuing to answer. I'm not sure. No, I mean, we, uh, th this is definitely part of the plan. And uh, as part of our safe goal, uh, as you mentioned, which is about maximizing recycling and recyclability of our packaging materials, we, we work to basically eliminate the use of packaging materials that are not compatible with recycling. And when we talk about uh, fiber-based packaging materials like boxes or inserts, things like that, these are materials that are generally uh, really uh, highly recyclable. Correct. But sometimes uh, due to some specific um, uh, mix of materials, like if you... I don't know if you insert a plastic window on a box or if you if you have a foam that is glued to a box or that you you have you are using specific techniques like printing or coating uh, some of them can interfere with recycling processes right and so part of the plan um, we want to eliminate and and basically replace these uh, this situation by more sustainable materials, more sustainable solutions that can be recycled. So this is on one aspect. But with regard to the zero deforestation um, target, so uh, uh, which is uh, under our secure goal, our aim is to really demonstrate and ensure that the wood and fiber-based material that we use to pack and ship products to customers do not contribute to deforestation. Mm -hmm. And um, typically, we define uh, our zero deforestation standards. And these are about using material that have sustainable, sustainable forestry certification, sorry, such as FSC or PEFC or uh, even SFI, notably in the US. Yeah. Um, uh, in order to to demonstrate that uh, the the wood or the corrugated material comes from um, a forest that is uh, sustainably uh, managed, so this is one important part. And the other aspect of that is also to to look at opportunities to increase. Uh, the amount of recycled content in our packaging materials, so in boxes, in inserts, and, and over, uh, over fiber-based materials. So yeah. we have these two, uh, these two aspects, <coughs> sorry, 
um, which are really part of our zero deforestation plan. So we, what we do is that we, we conduct an annual assessment of our wood and fiber-based supply chain. We, we contact our key vendors and we ask questions about their sourcing principles, sourcing um, procedures, and we ask questions about, we collect information on the sustainability characteristics of these materials. And it's about, um, it's about sustainable forestry certification, it's about recyclability, and it's about uh, notably recycled content. And, and from that, uh, we, can, um, we can measure our important metrics, so our zero deforestation metrics, which is a really important part of the initiative. It's about measurement. Uh, so we measure our level of alignment with our deforestation standard. And we also identify where we have opportunities for improvement and, and notably opportunities to, to switch from non-certified materials to certified materials. Right. So of course, it's, you know, it's not done in one day. Uh, it's a sure. long process. Um, and, uh, and, and, and I, I talk about our 2022 targets. Uh, so some of them are, are quite challenging. And that's why uh, on our website, we communicate on our action, our, our result and our progress toward our goals. Um, and uh, so these, again, are challenging. And we work hard to achieve these important targets, but we also know that 2022 will not be the end of these efforts. It will, it will be really a journey, you know? Yeah. Well, I, I think that it's, it's, um, I, I would say it's, it's awesome to see that you have your 2022 goals, you know, um, because there it's just, it seems like things are changing so rapidly uh, and sometimes for the positive that, you know, in 2021, I'm sure you'll be setting up goals for whatever, 2025. And then, then for 2020, like, it, because it's, it's as, as we talked about earlier, as the population grows at a, at an unprecedented rate. And, you know, we, we have to keep becoming innovative and adjusting it within our scope of influence. Obviously the problems of, of climate change are, are beyond the the full scope of packaging, but packaging plays a significant role in that. So, um, particularly when it comes to product waste and you know and things of that nature. So that's and and that that's awesome to hear about you know kind of chain of custody of of sourcing of um, of wood and forestry. So uh, this is great. I've got um, I've got some other some other folks who've been on the podcast that you may be interested in talking to. So I'll make sure to connect you up with them afterwards. But that are doing some really incredible things in this space. Maybe you already know them. Um, uh, so I have uh, kind of my final question. And um, we ask this question to everybody and I'm not sure it'll be, it'll be fun to see where you go with it. So, um, you know, you, you can, with the snap of your fingers, fix just one thing about the packaging industry and immediately get rid of, either get rid of that problem or create something brand new um, that that doesn't exist. So, for in your in your role at Millipore Sigma, or just personally as a as a packaging nerd like all of us, 
you can snap your fingers. What's the thing that you would want to just see fixed if there was no timetable, there was no, okay, we have to go through all this testing. It's just, you snapped your fingers and it was done. What would that be? Yeah, that would be about uh, plastic packaging. And uh, it's it's both, uh, I would say, a personal dream, and it's also connected to what we do uh, at Millipore Sigma as part of our smash packaging plan. Um, You know, I I grew up uh, in the 80s in France, and uh, where we we really have seen a huge development of plastic packaging. Um, I I remember a a French uh, advertisement in which people were singing how fantastic plastic was. Um, and, uh, and today, I think uh, even, I, you know, plastic has many advantages uh, for sure, but uh, the plastic pollution is really a critical and global issue. Um, I think we, we have all seen these, um, these pictures of plastic floating in the ocean or read about... Um, uh, the fact that by 2050, if I am correct, there could be more plastic than fish in the ocean. And um, and so at Millipore Sigma, we, as part of the smash packaging program, we, and notably uh, it's related to our switch goal, uh, we work to improve the sustainability of of our plastic materials. Um, we look at solutions to reduce their amount. We look at opportunities to replace plastic by alternative materials, uh, notably for protective packaging. And we also look at solutions to introduce recycled content in packaging. But this is really, uh, really complex. So this mm-hmm. recycled content, uh, notably to, due to the characteristic and the constraints of some of our products. And so my dream uh, would be to have um, a solution a global that would be in place globally uh, to recycle any type of plastic together and that the, with that solution, uh, the recycled plastic would have exactly the same properties as the virgin material, you know, mm-hmm. and that would be easy to, uh, to use a recycled plastic uh, in, in packaging uh, because the characteristics would be the same as a virgin plastic. And it is really an important aspect for for us so at Millipore Sigma, but I'm sure for many other uh, companies, um, you know, when you have a liquid in a plastic bottle, you you have to make sure that uh, you uh, you don't have a transfer between the plastic and and um, mm-hmm. and the liquid, and that you have a good compatibility. And sometimes it's difficult with with recycled content. So it would be really about that uh, because this way. Uh, plastic packaging would never become a waste and w- would not end in the ocean uh, right. anymore. So right. yeah, that would be my, my dream. I like it. It's a good dream. And uh, I think it should be the, um, should be the subject of the first sustainables comic book that is released is where you, you have made this dream come true and, and, uh, <laughs> and done it. So uh, you can that that's free advice, by the way. You can just tell the comic book writers that that's what's going to be, and that I I said so. Um, well, uh, Fabian, I'm uh, just so grateful to to know 
uh, and to see what's going on with Millipore Sigma, with with what you're doing there um, as in your global management position and all of these things. It's just, it's exciting because like I've said a couple of times already, we are all here together collectively. You know, it's, this isn't a U.S. issue or a France issue or a, you know, a China issue or India or, you know, Nigeria, or Australia, whatever it is like Brazil, like this isn't just a country or a continent issue. Um, it's a global issue that we all need to be. And, and that's why I so appreciate what you have done by, by putting all this out there publicly, holding not just yourselves accountable, but I think even presenting a way for other companies to follow suit and to, to see what you're doing to be a leader um, with over 200,000 products is, is awesome. So I applaud you and, and your whole team and just the, the group uh, that you guys have. I think it's, it's, it's awesome to see. So um, I'm excited for that. What if, if somebody had questions or wanted to get in touch with you, um, I'll, I'll put your LinkedIn profile up. Uh, I'm guessing they can connect with you there um, and reach out. Is that maybe the best way um, to, to, get in to get in touch with you? Yes, if anybody wants to contact me, uh, the best solution is simply to, to send me a message on, on LinkedIn. I would be really happy to, to talk about what, uh, what we do at Millipore Sigma or about packaging sustainability in general. I, I can also give, uh, give good addresses uh, for people who want to, to buy champagne. Uh, <laughs> Please, we need, we need I, I definitely want that too. So uh, I would love to get some good champagne. I don't really know. Uh, I wouldn't know what good champagne was. Uh, I'm sorry. That's, that's the, that's the Colorado, Utah person in me. But so give me one, like what's one brand where you're like, you don't know about this brand. You can buy it in the U S and you should go get it. What would that be? Do you think? Yeah. So in terms of like well-known brand, I, I really like Veuve Clicquot. Um, I hope I, I don't know how to pronounce it in English. Yeah, Veuve Clicquot. How do you spell uh, it? Uh, v e u v e c l i. Oh yeah. U o t. I've seen that. Yep. Uh, it's uh, with a kind of a yellow orange uh, label uh -huh. on the bottle. And yeah, it's a really good one. Uh, but you know, the, the good good part when you, I would say when you are local, uh, because I, I grew up in Champagne. Uh, so it's that you can find really nice Champagne from small producer. So at low price and, but really good quality. So. All right. Well, now I, now I have to take my wife to the Champagne region of France and, uh, and I'll, I'll send you a message to say, where should I go? Where should I take her to, to wow her with all of my champagne knowledge? So um, so if they want to connect to you about sustainability or to get some good recommendation on champagne, I'll make sure they have that link. I'll put the link up for uh, Smash Packaging and, and all the cool stuff that you guys are doing there at Millipore Sigma. So uh, Fabio and I, I am so grateful and appreciative that you came on. Uh, it was insightful. It was engaging. We got to talk about football and champagne and packaging. So I don't think it could have gone any, any better, honestly. So appreciate you being on. Yeah, thanks a lot again, uh, Adam, for, for this opportunity to, to participate in the podcast. Uh, it has been a, a really nice experience for me as well. And um, 
if this podcast can give ideas to some people to to improve sustainability of their packaging, uh, it would make me very happy. Awesome. Well, I'll make sure they tell they they reach out and and let you know those stories. So, thanks again, Fabian. Yeah. Thanks. <laughs>